And then over time, we eventually started to like her. And then we all enjoyed being around each other at the same time. And then we enjoy hanging out more than you do with your daddy. And don't correct me. We're going to move on to the next question. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Guess what today is? Friday. Friday the what? First? Yep. Okay. Which means? We got 364 more days left of this mess. (laughs) 2020's gone. And happy New Year. Finally. (laughs) Well, we can tell this year's starting off great. It's just another day. It's not like you wake up and then like all the stuff from 2020 just disappears. But a lot of times people have goals and New Year's resolutions. So it's a time to start over out with the old, in with the new. Okay. I agree with that. And people don't do that on December 1st. No, they're too busy shopping. <laughs> so January 1st, they're looking around like, what can we throw away? Because we got too much junk now. Okay. <laughs> so it's out with the old, in with the new. <laughs> For some people, that might be relationships. Who knows? Never know. See if we're here next week. But we're here to we're here to stop all that relationship throwing outness. <laughs> Th- throwing outness? <laughs> yeah. How are we going to do that, David? We're going to save your blend and your sanity. How are we going to do that? We're going to do that one tiny step at a time. What's your first step? First step is for you, or excuse me, hypothetically you, is for you to calm down. <laughs> Just listen to the waves crashing against the shore. Oh, my God. We are not doing meditation albums. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some things that people may want to have for resolutions for their blend for the new year. Okay. Let's see. Number one, is this me and like my resolutions or, or like what I think people should have for theirs? Just in general. In general. Okay. Resolution number one. Stop fighting with your significant other. Now that's a good one. All right. You could take all the nacho rules and make them resolutions. Yes, you could. Like don't say anything negative to or about stepkids. All right. That we'll let that be number one. That's number one. Number two. Which means for a lot of you, you won't say anything for a long time. Yep. Number two, let the bio parent parent. <gasps> Such a novel idea. Yes. All right. That's uh that's three resolutions already. Well, I just said number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting different than you are. <laughs> well, I kind of started over when you said the nacho things instead. Okay. All right. So we got three. All right. Okay. Stop fighting with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything negative to or about the stepkids. Mm-hmm. Let the bio parent parent. Mm-hmm. All right. There's three. Should we keep going or should we stop there? Let's give them a round number five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A round number of five. <laughs> All right. Number four. Number four. How about take this year to work on yourself personally? So don't just look around at what everybody else needs to fix and what all everybody else is doing wrong. Do some self inflection and reflection. Which is part of the Nacho Kids. It is. Okay. So take a look at yourself and see what can you do 
to be better every single day. And realize that others in the blend are struggling as well. Okay. Are you compounding or is this another one? Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then the fifth one and last one. (laughs) And it doesn't necessarily mean it's the last thing that you can consider. But number five is every day you survive the blend, celebrate. Man, there's going to be a lot of alcoholics out there. No, I didn't say go get drinking. Oh, oh, okay. Just celebrate that you made it. Right. Okay. I got another one to kind of put on to that one. Oh, great. Now we're at six. I'm, no, I'm just compounding. I'm, I'm Okay. It's, I mean, you're saying celebrate each day that you make it. I would also say to strive to just make tomorrow just 1% better than today. Isn't so, that kind of what you said before? No. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Don't look at all the problems you have and try to solve everything at one time, but just try to make tomorrow better than today. Try to make today better than yesterday and do that in very, very small incremental wins and you'll get there. I swear you said that on the last one. (laughs) (sighs) On the last podcast? No, on the last thing. (laughs) Because you were like, just improve every day. Yeah, but I'm saying how to improve every day. Oh. See, before I said just improve every day. Now I'm breaking it down a little bit further to say just improve 1% every day. Not 100% every day because you can't do it. And then you'll just stop. Okay. Let's talk about our guest for today. So our guest for today is somebody that's near and dear to my heart. And it's not me. It's not you. It's a person I love with all my heart. Oh, great. Going to upset somebody else. Three (laughs) three other somebody else's. (laughs) No, because I love them too. (laughs) So... For those of you who've been around for a while, you know that one of my sons came on the podcast back in episode 10 was Branson. And so... Today, Shout out to Branson. Woo! Brant's pants. <laughs> so today we have Ethan, one of my other sons. He's one of the triplets, as you'll learn in the interview. And uh, and so is Branson. But you're going to get his <laughs> side of the story because you know, we often talk about how kids in the same household have different views and we talk a little bit about that during the interview about how everybody kind of handled things differently, even though everybody was going through the same stuff. And his interview is a lot different than Branson's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And so just like the previous interview with Branson, I think that during this interview, we learn a lot of the things that kids have to go through or are going through that a lot of times we don't take into consideration. We're hung up with all the stresses and struggles that we're going through and we don't really put a lot of thought into what is everybody else having to deal with. Mm-hmm. And from Ethan's perspective, you know, we ask him questions like, what do you think that um, Lori could have done differently? That reminds me. I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things when we took all the kids to Mr. Butler. Right. The counselor. The counselor. <laughs> I know where you're going with the story. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, folks, I was abusing these kids. Right. That was the perception. Yeah. As I was abusing them. So Mr. Butler sat down with them and said, what could Lori do to better her relationship with y'all? Now, remember, these are abused youngins. Not physically. Not physically. But emotionally. Yeah. I mean, they're just down and out. They're distraught. I'm horrible. You know, they want me out. Their response was, take me to Disney World. I remember that. I remember walking out of there going, I should choke them all. But I think that was great 
that was a win for me. Yeah. For sure, because you really thought that I was traumatizing your kids. But their response proved differently. It wasn't her leave. It wasn't her not ever talk to us. It wasn't her get anger management counseling. It was, take us to Disney. That'll make things better. Well, I'm not saying they don't need to be in counseling now because of it. David. (laughs) (laughs) Great. But I am saying that definitely put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I did not expect that answer. Didn't surprise me a bit. And and I think for me, a lot of things changed after that because it was kind of more of a, you know, all these things you say that are so bad. And then when asked, when given the opportunity with nobody else around, when given the opportunity to give a an answer about what could be done to improve things, the response was take me to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, you know, this also... Really, now looking back on it, I think this talks a lot to the mindset of kids because they were, I don't know, 10? No, they were closer to 12. 12? Okay. So they're 12 years old. And, you know, my oldest is 13. So we'll say 11. All right. So 11 and 12 year olds, you get a, you got four 11 slash 12 year olds. And their response to that question is taking me to Disney World. Mm-hmm. If I ask them that same question today, Looking back on it, what do you think the answer should be? I think they'd give you something very different. I think that it just goes to show they don't have the same type of mindset, and they certainly don't have the decision-making and problem-solving abilities. And so they don't know how to answer a question like, what can we do to solve this problem? Right. But they are not five. No. They were old enough to complain about me constantly. To anybody that would listen. So when asked, their response was, let the person we complain about take us to Disney. It'll make things better. I, I honestly wonder, <laughs> I honestly wonder if, if that wasn't Avery's response because Avery was a knucklehead that, that always said the craziest stuff and everybody else just was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> no, I don't see Avery responding to anything. Yeah, but you know, maybe not, but you know, if he's going to respond, it's going to be something that's so corny. Uh, I can just see him saying something like that just to try to get a laugh or to lighten up the situation. And then everybody else going, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I know they didn't all get together and say, let's come up with this answer. Somebody had to spit it out first. I don't know. But yeah, we'll never know because we weren't there. But it did change the perspective on things to where, oh, things aren't so bad. They were bad, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that I guess you felt like they were. Well, it took a lot of pressure off of me after that because I felt like I was at a breaking point and I felt like they were at a breaking point. And then leaving that session, I didn't feel that way anymore. I didn't feel that they were as distraught and at some breaking point. And therefore it it took a lot of pressure off of me to have to do something drastic. And no, I did not. And we did not take them to Disney. (laughs) No, we did not. That's not your reward. All right, so let's quit yapping and get to listening. All right, so here's an interview with one of my triplet sons, Ethan, and uh, we'll talk more after this interview. There 
is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. We have a very special guest today. Indeed we do. <laughs> and who are you? I'm Ethan Sims. I'm David's son and Lori's stepson. Nice to meet everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all the way back in episode 10 of the podcast, we interviewed your brother. Yes. Your, your older brother by one minute. <laughs> yeah so ethan is uh actually probably two minutes maybe i was gonna say what mason in the middle yeah mason was in the middle but see the birth certificate said it took a minute each but i was there and it was pretty fast pitch <laughs> yeah we're all born at the same time yeah pretty much it was all at the same time but nanoseconds apart the, yeah the birth certificate says a minute apart but no it didn't take that long <laughs> they were snatching them youngins out quickly <laughs> oh man but Ethan is uh, is one of the triplets. That's right. And what we want to do today is get his kind of viewpoint of how things were in the blend and let him just talk about how it was for him. I think often people forget as they're going through a lot of their blended struggles, what the kids are going through and what their viewpoint is. And uh, Ethan, you are now what, 20 years old? 20 years old. That's right. And so we started blending when, Lori? When he was it, nine. Was eight, was it, nine? Well, nine, yeah. we're dating when, when you were eight. Yeah, married when I was 10, right? Nine. Know. Or nine? Yeah. Nine, when, 10. Yeah. yeah. When did we get married? October 10th. <laughs> <laughs> we just celebrated 11 years okay, in these 20s. Okay. <laughs> okay, <All right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were nine when we got married. Do some math. Nine. All right. So, I mean, that's a long time for you. It's like half your life ago. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping you can recall some of the things that were good, bad, ugly, indifferent. So take yes. us back, your viewpoint, take us back to uh, the time where all of a sudden there's this lady with this bratty kid. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> there's this lady with this young baby kid, four years old, three probably. Yeah, he's three years old. And, and she's, <laughs> and you meet her and come to find out months and months later, we're engaged. How do you feel about all that? Well, at first, I'd say at first, we, we actually kind of liked Lori and Jackson at first. <laughs> I would say like in, in the early or like as soon as we met them, we kind of liked them a little bit. And then uh, when I found out you guys were engaged, that was a big thing. I probably didn't even know what that meant at the time. I don't even know. But it was definitely a shocker to find out because I kept at the time I kept wanting you and my mom to get back together. I didn't know why you, you weren't together. And then all of a sudden you're engaged with someone that's not her. So it was um, it was I was definitely taken back by it for sure. So my question for you is when your dad and I were dating, you didn't really have an issue with that. But once you figured out I was going to be more permanent, that's when you're like, wait a minute. That means mom and dad won't get back together. Yes, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. But I'm curious and you probably don't know because it was a long time ago why you didn't think that when we were dating. I know your dad had an influx of women over here all the time. <laughs> and so you just. I was just the next one. It was no big deal. We and didn't meet all of them. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, man. That's why they have every other weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So it it was kind of like, oh crap, this is kind of it's, it's more permanent now. Yeah, she's not going and, away. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, at least I didn't come up like some people and say, "Here's your new mommy." <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere, that'd have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have went worse than it did. Yep. Yes, it, I, I think so. Okay, so we got married, and if I recall, you had a good time at the yeah. The wedding was great. The wedding, yeah. Everybody, everybody enjoyed it. It was all this excitement around all the newness of what was going to happen. Yeah, we're all dapper in your little tuxes, yeah, very mm-hmm. clean looking. Yep. And uh, so I don't know. I guess the first maybe first year it was kind of everybody adjusting to everything. Nothing, you know, completely out of the ordinary. But things started going downhill. What did you see? You and your brothers, because I know everybody talked all the time because you and you and your three brothers are close. Almost. Well, two of you same age. (laughs) (laughs) Avery's the oldest, but he's only like a year and a half older. So he's still not that much. So you guys were talking all the time. I'm sure instead of sleeping at night, you're upstairs, you're whispering amongst each other. What's going on here? Bashing Lori. We don't like this. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so take us back to some of those. Well, at first it was, you know, of course the wedding was great. And then she moved in and Jackson was there all the time. They're both there all the time instead of just, you know, sometimes. So, of course, for all of us, we were all tight knit brothers and then bringing Jackson in, we didn't really accept him as our brother. He just, he was just an annoying little kid that we always, you know, always made cry a lot. And (laughs) and then we always got in trouble for it. So we never really were a fan of that. And then Lori first coming into our lives, she was playing the role of a mother when she wasn't our mother. And then we, 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 that rubbed me the wrong way. Cause of course I still, you know, I still wanted you and my mom to be together. And then Lori was trying to play the same role. And I was like, you're not my mom. So why are you trying to be my mom? You know, I don't ever remember y'all telling me that, though. Well, I never told you, but I mean, I just, you know, it's just the way you felt. Hey, that's why I felt. Right. But I, I know a lot of I kids would never would, tell you that. Yeah. A lot of kids would tell the stepmom, oh, yeah. you're not my mom. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. What made you feel like she was trying to be your mom? What was she doing to make you feel that way? I mean, it was just, we didn't, we didn't really like her. So it'd be any little thing like go brush your teeth, go, <laughs> go, go do this, go do that. Like just anything she would tell us to do. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like she's not, she's not my mom. I don't know why she's trying to tell me what to do all the time, but. She's an adult, so I got to listen to her. <laughs> now, I, I don't want to get in trouble. But then every time we would make Jackson cry, which is a lot, we would always get in trouble from her. And then you would, you would get in trouble from you. So just anything that she would tell us to do, any little thing, even if it was something we were supposed to do. Like, I'd rather hear from you than from her. You know, so that was it. Okay. So do you think that you went from, okay, she's okay and this kid's okay, to... They are both here all the time. My mom and dad aren't getting back together, so now we hate her. I believe I believe that was kind of part of it. Like She's, I didn't have a chance at the time. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, it was like him and my mom. There's no hope for them anymore, and now there's this new woman coming in that's that's trying to play the role of my mom when she's not. And I think that was a big thing that rubbed us the wrong way. So you feel that. like. If Lori would have come in, if we would have got married and Lori would have not told you what to do, not trying to give you directions on brushing your teeth or things that you should be doing, she wouldn't have done any of that. If it all would have been, I'm not your mom, go ask your dad, how would that would turn out? Probably better at first just because just because we didn't we knew her, but not not like that. Like obviously not like a mother figure yet. So at, at the time she was just, you know, your girlfriend or your wife, your new wife, but not like I'm not a mother figure. So at the time, 
we didn't like her telling us what to do, even if it was stuff that we, we knew we were supposed to do. We we would feel better if you were you would have told us at first because we weren't comfortable with her like that for her to be giving us all these directions about what to do. So basically, you didn't have a relationship with her yet. No. And because there was no relationship there, it was kind of strange. It was. Yes. It's like a stranger telling you what to do. Pretty much, in in a sense, yeah. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kinda. It's funny though because I've actually seen little kids other places, like on a playground or something, and you say something like, hey, you might want to tie your shoe. And I've seen little kids go, you're not my dad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh, I just said you need to tie your shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. They're probably part of a blended family. <laughs> that explains yeah. it. Yep. Okay. So we get past the introductory period. And as Lori has often told the story, around year two, things started going downhill. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you as you start seeing kind of the the threads unraveling and nobody's getting along, everybody kind of miserable. You and your brothers probably hate coming back home from your moms or wherever you are. When you are here, you're probably trying to find someplace else to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, make uh-huh. a visit with a friend or a family member or something. Mm-hmm. How was that when you look back on that and, and and things were very stressful and bad in the relationship? That was definitely like, obviously we had our good little moments, but those were few and far between at the time. Cause yeah, we, we wanted to be away from Lori and Jackson as much as possible. Never wanted to be near them or even breathe the same air <laughs> as them really. And every time Lori would say anything to us or whatever, I, I, we, just, we would just, you know, not want to hear it or talk to her at all. So of course we like coming back here to see you. And then, but then we're like, oh, Lori's going to be there. So, you know, that's, that's not good. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, of course, when everything started going on hill, and um, she had a little argument with our grandma, and we did not like that at all because, you know, it's our grandma. And, you know, so that made us resent her even more than we already did because she had an argument. Those two were arguing about something. But at first, it was it was rough. Not a big fan of it. All right. So can you think back? Now, you mentioned the incident about your grandmother. Is that Does that stand out? Because it was kind of the last straw for you, or does it stand out just because it was such a such a big blow up? It was just, it was a big blow up. <laughs> it we, was huge. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a big blow up. Because <laughs> we would have our moments where Lori would say something, and we'd be like, "Oh my lord, here we go again." And then just with Lori just talking, really, I don't know what what about, but and then Jackson, we wouldn't want to include him in anything. But then with that, that was a big thing. We were all home, and they were they were arguing back and forth, and we were just like, "Oh man, like we don't know what to do." So we were gonna, we were gonna leave, and then you came home, and yeah, that, that was a big, just a big moment, a big mm-hmm. blow up for all of us. Right. Where are we all gonna go? To her house. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to get Avery to come. Avery was like playing a, a computer game, we're like, "Come on, we're leaving." He, he like, didn't even know anything was going on. Uh-uh. <laughs> Avery was like, "All right, all right, we can go." And then, then like right when you put, pulled into the driveway, I was like, "Well, never mind. We're not going anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after that, I mean, things continued to kind of get bad. But we were, Lori and I were looking for ways to make things better. Mm-hmm. And and I'm skipping some some time frames here because things really got a lot worse before they started getting better to the point where Lori and I were about to get divorced. And I don't even know that you guys ever even knew that. Yeah, they well, did. They were praying for it every night. Well, I remember, I remember one night in particular, me and Branson were at the top of the steps listening to you guys argue at nighttime. I don't even know when or what time of night it was, but we heard you guys arguing in the middle of the night 
and then then like the next day, I think you asked us how we felt about y'all getting divorced or being together or something like that. And we all told you, yeah, you guys should get divorced. We think that'd be you know great. We don't like her. And then uh, obviously that didn't happen. And <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. my thought process back then, because I do recall having that conversation with him, it was more of I want to understand how this is going to affect them. Like, is this going to be something where they're like, no. Don't do it. We, you know, we're going to go through another divorce situation, even though it's not the same. It's very different. Mm. <laughs> you really thought they were going to? Okay, never mind. Well, I honestly wasn't sure. You know, I wasn't sure how they were going to take it. But um, you got their hopes up when you asked them. Um, well, yes. I don't know that. Well, yeah, probably did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but we, I mean, we were at the point where honestly, I didn't think there was there was going to there was any hope anyway. I just didn't think it, we were going to recover from that. So I didn't know what that was going to look like having to go through yet another divorce and all that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I do recall one time, it might have been right after that, but I remember Branson either calling me or texting me or something the next time they were come to come back and ask if you were still here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Lord, still here. He did that quite often. I think I remember that. <laughs> okay, so after that happened, you know, right around that time frame is when Lori and I you know, really started kind of digging in and trying to figure out what we can do mm-hmm. to make things better. And uh, I remember coming up and talking to you and your brothers quite frequently about what was going on and telling y'all things like we're trying to make things better. And, and Lori's going through a tough time with the adjustments. And and so is Jackson. You know, they moved, sold the house and moved to a completely different town. And, and so I'm trying to give you all these reasons why they're having to struggle mm-hmm. with what's happening. And you guys didn't have to do anything as far as moving. You know, yeah. you stayed in your same house and, you know, uh, nothing really changed from your day to day. And it all changed for them. How did you feel about any of that? It wasn't, did you feel like, well, okay, I'm, I have some empathy because of that? Not or? this one. I know he did. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we actually, no, we, I, I didn't have any sympathy for, for them, to be honest. It kind of went in one ear, not the other. <laughs> I heard you were saying, I was like, well, I still don't like her. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> is, yeah. there, is there any moment you can remember where it was just like, I've had enough of this with her? Like uh, something that happened? Mm, I remember one time, one time, I forgot what, I think it was about like a YooHoo can or something, but she mm. started arguing with Branson about something. And, you know, I mean, you know, we're all close-knit brothers so she started arguing with Branson about something and I got upset at her because she was trying to argue with Branson and you know she was messing to me she was like messing with my brother so that really sent me over the edge and kind of made me dislike her a lot more than I already did so that was that was another big moment where yeah, that's the moment you were standing at the top of the stairs bucking your chest up at me oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I do remember that I was doing that <laughs> like come I was on doing come that. on I'm thinking yeah. oh lord this ain't good yeah, he, he had the higher ground. <laughs> he did. And he's yeah. thinking, by the time she gets up these steps, she's gonna be tired. <laughs> I can knock her right back down. <laughs> yeah, just tumble her down the steps. <laughs> yeah, I did so, that. So Lori's convinced that you guys, and she says this a lot, but she's convinced that you guys are making plans to burn her at the stake. <laughs> Was there ever a moment or time where you guys were trying to make any plans to harm Lori? <laughs> No, there wasn't. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm telling you. Whew. We never planned to harm her, but we just. I'm surprised. She disappear somewhere. <laughs> wish she disappear. <laughs> you wish I'd go away, but you weren't going to. Yes, we weren't going to take any actions to make you go away. 
Yeah. I remember telling your dad, I'm like, there's four of them. They could drag me outside, tie me to a tree and use Jackson as kindling. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, be careful. Don't say that too loud. They get some ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So as you start seeing things get better, what do you see first? Like, how do you, how does it first come to your attention that, okay, something's changing here because it's all of a sudden not quite so stressful. Did you notice the, like when Lori started stepping back, we talk about how the, the disengagement process is kind of the very first step in the Nashkis method, just to take the pressure off. Not It doesn't work on any of the problems. It just kind of, you know, relieves a lot of the pressure. So when you started seeing Lori, quote unquote, disappearing into the bedroom and watching TV, you know, all night long, did you notice that initially? I believe so, yes. I just noticed... I don't really care why, but it's noticed that Lori was, there was less of Lori around the house and we didn't see her as often. She'd be in the room or in the office or wherever doing, doing work or taking a nap or watching TV, but she wasn't, she wasn't in our hair. So I enjoyed it. It was nice, you know, cause she wasn't always in our business or something or just around us. So I enjoyed it, but I, I noticed at first. Okay. So you noticed she wasn't there and apparently things were getting better because she wasn't telling you what to do anymore, you know, yeah. wasn't trying to fight with you at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there, is there anything about that time period that you remember specifically? Mm, nothing in particular. We just enjoyed our time more. We're like, Lori's not here. Lori's not bothering us. So we can do it. We can do more of what we want to do without having to worry about her. Did you notice that she wasn't telling you what to do anymore? Or as much, anyway, initially. When I was around? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was more of you telling us stuff instead of her telling us what or to do. I'd say, go ask your dad. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of that stuff. Can we go to Mama's? Go ask your dad. Yeah, pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah. Go ask your dad. And of course, then she'd start pulling this whole stuff. If I was your mom, I wouldn't make you go to school. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lori. Yeah. You'd be like, man. I don't want to go to school or one of y'all would say that. And I was like, if I was your mom, I wouldn't make you go to school today. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Like, wow. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh man, she's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was there ever a moment where I don't know that there was one thing that you, you or any of your brothers are like, wow, things are just massively different now. I think it was like a, such a slow process. Yeah. It definitely took time. Definitely took a good amount of time. Mm-hmm to all, all of us to get used to her and develop a liking for her and all that. Yeah. I would say it probably took us two to two and a half years to completely almost fall apart and took us another three, four years to put everything. No, together. I don't think it took that long to put everything back together. I think to the point that things were really good, but yeah, I would say mm-hmm. that, but there too, we had the disadvantage of trying to figure things out as we went. We didn't have a, a roadmap. We didn't have the Nacho Kids method to follow at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things would have been a lot faster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so one thing that we we never talked to you about necessarily, really, well, I didn't, wasn't, wasn't really telling you what was going on. Like, I wasn't telling you, okay, Lori's going to do this, and Lori's going to not do that, and we're trying X, Y, and Z to happen. You just kind of noticed things were starting to get different. Yes. It definitely wasn't overnight. But over time, gradually, I noticed that Lori was starting to get better for us. And we started to enjoy her more, enjoy her presence a little more. 
And then over time, we eventually started to like her. And then we all enjoyed being around each other at the same time. And then we enjoy hanging out more than you do with your daddy. And don't correct me. We're going to move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do remember um, your dad sent me a text or something one day that said, the kids want to show you something when they get home. And I was like, what? They want to show me something? And then it seemed like from that point forward, when y'all would come in, it'd be like, Lori, you know, it was, yeah. it was good because, you know, before I dreaded y'all coming in the door and you dreaded coming in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this goes back to a lot of the times where I would look for ways to cause a positive interaction between you and Lori, mm-hmm. you being you and your brothers. And so oftentimes the candy that she would give you <laughs> was stuff that I bought. <laughs> not and, all the time, though. No, not all the time. But I would bring it home because I did that often. If I went to the store, I'd pick up a candy bar or a drink for everybody or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'd come home and I'd say, you know, hey, Lori, do you want to give this to the kids? And you know, tell them you got them something. And she'd be like, I didn't get them anything. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not I, lying. I said, don't say you bought it for them. Say you have them something. I'm giving it to you. You're giving it to them. You have something for them. <laughs> but um, but she would give you things like that. And and I think that stuff like that started kind of chipping away at that at that stone that all y'all had around you. Yeah. The, the wall that you weren't gonna let anybody in. Talk about this. Talk about how did you feel toward me when all these things were happening? Because, you know, obviously I'm your dad. You know, I love you and all that. But was there a strain in our relationship when all this was going on? I don't I don't think there was a big strain. I mean, we we, of course, were a little upset with you and a little mad just because you were with Lori, but not towards you at all, because we still had a great, a great bond with you and like a, a good relationship. Mm hmm. But I, I mean, mostly, most of the anger was just towards Lori. Not we didn't really direct it at you. You felt sorry for him, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> felt sorry Maybe for so. Uh huh. <laughs> we were just mad that you were with Lori, but not mad at you. So okay. it was, that was really about it. So you didn't. You never felt like, well, if you if he really loved us, he would make her leave. At times, I, at times, <laughs> probably at times, be like you know, why is he why is he doing this to us? Why don't he just leave her already? We're suffering over here. See, when you say that, though, David, I think that's something Branson would say, not Ethan. I probably thought it. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would say it to Branson. <laughs> yeah. Branson hey, wait this. a minute. So you mean all that stuff coming out of Branson's mouth was not him? It was you feeding it to him? It's probably all of us. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was your mouthpiece. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about it. They're having these little meetings with, with him and, the, and his three brothers. Avery's playing video games. Mason's off in his own little world doing <laughs> so it was yeah. really just him and Branson <laughs> yeah. conversation. Mainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never felt like a disconnect to you or anything. Okay. Just toward toward Lori. That was it. Just toward Lori. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Lori. <laughs> so think about think back about some things that happened that were that were really positive, like you know, something that was good, it was fun, it was it sticks out in your memory as being like a, a moment where you're like, wow, this is this is great. Um, definitely whenever Lori would give us stuff, I guess <laughs> whether it was you or her giving it, it was nice. Like if she would give us some candy, we'd be like, Oh man, thanks Lori, this is great. And then like if if we went to places like if we went out somewhere, like the Renaissance, the Renaissance Festival or just to any fun like Carowinds, any kind of fun place to go. Um, if Lori would ever do anything fun with us, like join us on a get on a water slide or a roller coaster, or go do a fun activity, that was always fun to do. Yeah, because I usually got hurt, and y'all thought that was funny. <laughs> it was. It was funny to watch. So, 
<laughs> it was just fun. Yeah, whenever Lori would, I guess, try to participate with us or get us things, mm-hmm. it was very, that was nice. Now, this was more recent, but I do recall you and Lori having like go kart battles at oh, racetrack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we were at, um, Flor- were we in Florida? Yeah, we were in Florida. So. And um, it was hot, <laughs> it was a little crowded. And then um, I think David and everybody had kind of got tired. And so they decided to go back to the car. And Ethan and I were going to go around the track one more time. Mm-hmm. Like two hours later. Yeah. <laughs> Next <laughs> yeah. thing you know, I mean, we're having a blast. Just me and him racing each other. Right. and I'm running to her. Yeah. And then we'd get off the thing and go, let's go again. Let's go again. Hurry up. <laughs> and we'd run yeah. back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember the... The little water boats in that place. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 And I would put my hand over the little water thing so it would squirt everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we got soaked. We got so good day. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So there there was scattered throughout that once we started um, you know, re engaging, once Lloyd started re engaging and and the family started kind of feeling like more of a family unit, there was a lot of good times that were that were had after that. Mm. Now, at the point where you're feeling more comfortable with Lori and things like that, I know that there were lots of times where, you know, you confided in Lori or you went to her with advice or she just came to you and gave you advice just because, you know, she thought you needed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there any of those that, <laughs> is there any of those that stick out in your mind? Uh, let's get to the next question, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping your memory doesn't remember certain things. I don't know. Uh, I remember one thing, one thing that, I mean, it wasn't advice that Lori gave me in particular, but it was something that she said that kind of that stuck with me and I use in life now that I'm older, especially is um she was, I forgot who she was telling the story to, must have been you or one of us, that she was saying at work, they, they know her, they know her, that they know that she'll never lie. She's known for never lying by anything. No matter what you ask her, no matter what you say to her, she'll never lie to you about it. Whether it will hurt your feelings or not, she will not lie to you. And that's, in my adult life, something that I try to implement in my life all the time. That no matter what it is, the truth is always the best. Truth before feelings. There you go. As I say. So you made an impact, honey. Yeah. It's just like, well, I'm shocked. <laughs> I remember two incidences that I would have talked about either to your dad or even to y'all. It could have just been a conversation yeah. in general about us talking about people lying. Because there was a lady at work that I really liked, but I saw her lie to my boss all the time which was her boss too. Mm. And I'm like, if she's lying to him, then she'll lie to me. Mm-hmm. So when she would tell me stuff, I'm like, uh, is that true? I don't know. Let's spin the wheel and guess. I mean, you know. Yeah. And then there was another time that at work, they wanted me to lie to a customer and I refused. I told them they could fire me, do whatever. I didn't care but that I was not lying about that. And I know that Y'all used to pick on me because I'd say, don't lie. And you're like, everybody lies. I'm like, no, not everybody lies. <laughs> and so that was a thing even when y'all were little. I'm like, don't ask me or I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. I'll try not to be mean about it. But I do have an issue where, like, if you ask me something, I won't say that's none of your business. Mm. I'll tell you. Yeah. I figure if you're ballsy enough to ask me, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like my, my friends now, too. I try not, you know, because a lot of people, you know, a lot of your friends, they're, they're, they're like, yes, man. They'll just tell you something. So they don't hurt your feelings or so. You don't, you're not mad at them. But especially like I want that, I want that to be given to me. I want someone to always be honest with me. So I, I always try to give that to people and be honesty and just tell them like it is. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you have a friend that one day you saw them lie to somebody. Yeah. And it made you think less of them mm-hmm. because you're like, okay, you're not who I thought you were. And really the only thing that you have to give anybody is your word. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> and I will say that I'm proud of Ethan in more ways. Ethan was the child that, not just me, I'm not the only one that thought this, Ethan, so don't get mad. <laughs> we oh, thought no. for sure that you'd get kicked out of school and knock somebody up by the time you were 16 <laughs> or 17. We'll give you a little year there. But you were like the wild yeah. child. Yeah. You were the most rambunctious. Mm-hmm. You would run laps around everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Wide open all the time. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. like off the chain, wide open. <laughs> and, you know, after you left and stuff, you joined the Air Force. Yes. I wasn't really worried about you, but I didn't know that you would do as well as you have. Mm. And the reason I say that is because you and I had a conversation on my way to Rock Hill one day. So we talked like an hour. Yeah, I remember that. And um, you were like my little motivational speaker. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? The next time I get nervous about something, I'm calling Ethan. What in the world did I just say? I mean, <laughs> you know. I appreciate that. I just, I never saw that coming. Mm. And then you're like, yeah, I listen to these audiobooks. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then you, a kid that wouldn't study yeah. or anything? Yeah, we sit there and look at his eraser for two hours and just, you know, like there was something entertaining on it. And, you know, and then you'll use words. And I'm like, look at him using big words. I'm, I'm just, I'm proud of you. And. You're wanting to be an MMA fighter. Yes. Let me rephrase that. You're going to be an MMA fighter. Well, I'm currently already, an MMA fighter. fighter. Yeah, yeah, I'm already an MMA not, fighter. He's just not professional. Okay. He's not yet. He's an unprofessional. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's I'm amateur. Kidding. I know the difference. <laughs> but. Oh, good. What are we going to do with her? I don't know. <laughs> but that has been your goal for a long time. Mm-hmm. Since I was 17. And you just keep pushing forward and keep pushing forward and keep pushing forward. And. Even the plans that you have for when you get out of the Air Force are built around that dream that you have. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time you said something to me that you will ask people, if you could do anything in the world, what would you be doing? Mm-hmm. And they'll answer you and you'll say, well, why aren't you doing it? Yes. And I'm like, look at there. And then you've also said that people will say, OK, what's your plan B? If MMA is your plan A, what's your plan B? And you're like, I don't need a plan B. Yeah, I'm like, look at that confidence. Now, I will tell you that confidence slash cockiness comes one hundred and ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine percent from El Dado over there. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get it from my dad for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ugh. But Ethan is also one of the kids that even if you were miserable, I never really heard you complain. Like I, I've never heard you say my life sucks. <laughs> I've never heard you say, I wish my life was different or now we wish your life was different with certain girls, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Don't talk about her. Yeah. Her. I was thinking hers. Her, plural. Oh, yeah. Don't talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, but. <laughs> Email me. I'll tell you who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, it's funny because we, one of them that we thought nobody could ever make look better. She looks a whole lot better now. Um, <laughs> yeah, your picker's broke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Your picker hang your scissors. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Talking about, um, um, no, I never complained. Yeah. So you never really <laughs> complained. I mean, you, you never got down in the dumps about stuff. You never mm. walked around all sad or, 
you were just wide open all the time. And mm-hmm. well, okay, either you were Ethan, normal Ethan, jacked up to the roof. <laughs> I did see you mad quite a few times, yeah, not just a, towards me. I had a temper problem when I was younger. But towards the brothers. Yeah. And I tell you what, I'm glad you kind of learned to tame that because you would have been in jail. <laughs> Probably so. For sure. Mm. Probably would be. Yeah, I remember having a conversation with him one day. He said something like, I know I I got um, anger issues or something like that. And I said, I said, look, I don't care about your anger issues. What I care about is how you show it. You've got to funnel that somewhere else that's constructive. I'm not mm. saying get rid of it. I'm saying funnel it. And uh, and I think he's learned to do that. I mean, oh, yeah, I've definitely learned a lot of self-discipline and self-control mm-hmm. over the years, especially. Oh, and he came home, I forget when it was, for like a break before you went to, I don't know, after you go to boot camp, you go here. And, tech school. Okay. No, it was after tech school I came home. Okay. And you came home, and that week or that day you got here, you're like, I'm going to teach myself how to do a backflip. Yeah. Yes. And we're like, okay. I was I was yeah. home I was home for twelve days and uh and I, when I got home I, I said I said I'm gonna learn a backflip before I leave here. And I said, Lori, make sure our homeowner's insurance is paid up. <laughs> so I remember watching Jackson and your dad outside recording you doing your first attempt. We laughed. We all laughed so hard. Oh I yeah, mean, it was bad. I I, I landed on my face on the, on the gra- <laughs> in the grass. It was so bad. <laughs> it was hilarious. But within what three days? Yes, yeah, four. You had four it. Days. Yeah, for in four days, I I had it down. And you would come in here and say, "Hey, come watch me do this," or "Can you hold the phone and record me so I can see what I'm doing wrong?" I mean, yeah. that was your focus. You mm. have such drive for whatever your goal is that it's impressive. It's it's very impressive. Thank and you. not only that, but you don't let hiccups bring you down. Like when you face planted, you didn't think, oh, crap, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you were like, all right, I did something wrong. Let me see what I did wrong. No, I can tell you what he did. Once he started doing it right, he looks at me and goes, come on, Dad, we'll teach you how to do it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said that to me, too. Like, come yeah. on, we'll show you how to do it. I'm like, no, no, I would just bounce. You know, at my MMA gym, I've taught, I think, like five, four or five people how to do a backflip. Mm-hmm. And everybody asked me, everybody asked me, like, I want to learn how to backflip. Can you teach me? So I've, I've taught a couple people how to do front flips, back flips. All yep. types of stuff. And you drug the mattress from upstairs outside. Yeah. To, yeah. I needed it. I kept face planting too much. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't give up. No, I didn't. No. And never once in your head did you think, I can't do this. Hmm. And the reason you didn't give up is because you saw me not giving up on Lori. That's right. <laughs> it all circles back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, I, do, I joke about that, but... That was part of my thought process is I don't want. I'll stick it out with his old hag if, you know, shows yeah. my kids that relationships are important. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want my kids seeing yet another relationship going down the tubes and they feel like that uh, marriages are just throwaway or relationships in general that you just throw them away when, when things get tough. <laughs> oh, no, they don't think that. I know. Now I'm looking at them going, sometimes you need to throw away a relationship, boy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I taught them too well. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yep, your fault, David. I know. It's, yeah. Well, let's talk about Jackson for a minute. So there's this sweet little boy. Oh, gosh. I thought you said you weren't lying. <laughs> this cute little blonde-headed boy that he just wanted to be y'all's friend. And it's funny because he rotated through y'all. Mm-hmm. Like one week 
y'all were here was Branson. The next time was Mason. The next time, actually, Avery got in there too. Yeah, Avery a little bit. Yeah. And the next time was you. And I remember one time Jackson got hurt riding his bike through the woods to Mama's or something. And he said y'all made him stay up in that little fort until he quit crying because y'all wouldn't let him come home. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. He couldn't come home. He couldn't come home crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you can't go home till you stop crying. We, we were we were traumatized by all the times that he cried before and we got in trouble. <laughs> it's really, you, you, can't, you can't go back yet. You can't go back. <laughs> well, remember y'all used to play Monster in the house? Yes. So Monster was when they would cut all the lights oh, off yeah. in the house. the house. The whole house was pitch black. Yeah. I would go sit on the front porch, okay? So I'm out there, and you'd hear them. Yeah, and we would, we, would, we would have to walk through the house, and our dad would be hiding somewhere, and we'd have to try to find him and, I guess, fight him. But he would always, obviously, beat all of us up in <laughs> and, and, and pitch black. You couldn't see anything. And y'all so. would use Jackson as bait. Yeah. <laughs> we always, every time we go down the hallway, we just push him down the hallway, see if he's, see if he's down there. And then see you, if I come running out. <laughs> yeah. And I would sit on the porch, and I'd get that motherly feeling of something's getting ready to happen. And before I could get up from that rocking chair, I'd hear, <laughs> and then you'd hear, bum, 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 yeah, bum. as soon as, as soon as, you know, we would throw Jackson out there and then our dad would yank him up. We would always take off running. But one time he got hurt and he started crying. And as soon as we heard his first cry come out, we all took off running upstairs and tried to hide. <laughs> it's probably better for him to be pushed up front because yeah. when they took off running, you didn't want to be behind them. Oh, yeah, turn no. around and trample everybody. <laughs> yeah. We would run all over each other. <laughs> and God love him. I mean, Jackson was little. He was five years younger than y'all. Super, yeah, he was but he little. wanted to be slap up in the middle. I want to play monster with the brothers. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you got blood pouring out of your face. It's okay. I want to play monster with the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. I, I remember snatching Jackson up and then they would come and have to try to save Jackson from me. They wouldn't save him. They'd yeah. just sit here and be like, can you fix us some popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> then I'd snatch whoever was trying to save him. I'd snatch them up. And it's probably Mason. Back. I can see y'all throwing Mason to the wolves next. Yeah. Mason, you can hold on to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a squirmy little, little thing. thing. <laughs> Mason, um, he can be a contortionist. <laughs> yeah. He can brush his hair with his feet laying on his stomach <laughs> with zero effort. <laughs> Zero effort. Yeah. So we've always enjoyed picking on Mason about his flexibility. Mm. Yeah. And I remember um, when we went to the Whitewater Rafting Center and somehow or another, I ended up pulling me, you and Jackson. Yeah. In those kayaks. Yeah. And I look back there. And I'm thinking, this is hard. And I'm like, what? You know, I look back and you're just all kicked back with your feet up looking in the sky. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, nice oh, comfortable. help me out there. Help me out. Yeah. So here's your opportunity to uh, give us some of your words of wisdom. So I want plenty you, of those. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so speak to other kids out there. I know you're not a kid anymore, but nope. you were a kid at that time. So mm -hmm. you got all these other kids that are probably were your age, somewhere thereabouts. Some of them are even teenagers in early 20s, and they're still struggling with this blend. Mm -hmm. What What advice would you give them? For all the kids out there. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard as a, as, a, as a child to understand and to, to have sympathy and, you know, but, but the stare parent is going through the same thing you're going through. You're new to them. They're new to you. Everybody's new to each other. And then, and then if you don't like them, that, that weighs on them a lot. And I would say to kids, just try to be as best you can understanding that that stare parent is going through the same thing you're going through. And they're not, they're not used, they're not used to that either. 
and to definitely be patient with the step parent and realize that this is a new role for them. It's a new chapter of their life that they're stepping into. And it's not easy being a parent, much less a parent of kids that aren't yours. So it's hard for the step parent as well. So or would, not being a parent of kids that aren't yours. Or not being a parent. It was harder not to parent you than it was to parent you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would, I, would, I would say kids just to try to be understanding and be patient to that parent and try to sympathize with them and, and also put effort in as well. Cause at first we didn't put any effort in to try to try to, you know, like you or get to know you more It's really all you and dad. But I was, I would say for kids to try to try to make it a two way street and try to put it, put in effort as well to get to know the step parent and make them feel comfortable around you and make them feel welcome and at home. All about building that relationship. All about building that bond, that connectivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say that um, I have a lot of good memories with y'all and it's easy to let those be overshadowed by the bad. Yeah. But we have had so much fun together with oh, yeah, a ton. waking you up in the middle of the night saying, I made cupcakes and <laughs> I'm like, come eat them. And they're like, what? I'm like you got to come eat them now. Or, good cupcakes, you know, the pumpkin hunting and the riding the go karts. And what about the maze, the cornfield maze? <laughs> oh Lord. Do you remember that? I do. I remember whenever we got to the end, I said something on the microphone. Like, yeah. You don't remember what you said? I said like, all, you're all losers. Yes, or you something did. Like that. Yeah. You said to like, all those people still out there, you're losers. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, tell them some words of encouragement. And I was like, you're all losers. We, we you're made like, it. even. Yeah, and he's like, what, nine years yeah, old? Yeah. Or Super young. I don't even think we were married yet. Married no, yet. I don't think so. It's funny because we have pictures of us going through this cornfield maze and everybody's happy. And then you can tell throughout the pictures that the look of disgust just overtakes everyone's face. Because we were in the cornfield maze for like four hours. Yeah, we were walking through that through that maze just about all day. It was horrible. We and could then never find our way out. We finally got out and the lady's like, okay, you know, when we're all up there and Ethan jumps up to talk on the microphone, of course. <laughs> and she said, what do you have to say to all the people out there? And he's like, oh, you people still out there. You're losers. <laughs> I know. And I'm snatching them away. Come on. <laughs> I think I walked off by that point because I knew it was coming. <laughs> and then yeah. um, what else was it I was thinking about a minute ago? Oh, us roasting each other in the car. Oh, all yeah. of us, you know, yeah, the brothers and oh, the roast session in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Jackson. Yeah, we were talking about your first girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Good time. Yeah, that was their opportunity to that talk was, junk about you without you getting mad. <laughs> that was Jack. That was Jackson's only good joke. Oh had. no, Ethan and Branson—they always pick on me. They've always picked on me, especially yeah. Ethan. Me and you have that picking relationship more yeah. than the others. Yeah. And yeah, it's like the Jiffy cornbread. <laughs> Ethan loves Jiffy cornbread. Cornbread and milk. Go try it if you haven't. <laughs> It'll change your life. <laughs> and he put a box of Jiffy cornbread on the stove one day with an index card that said, Lori, you know what to do. <laughs> and, of course, I run the Nacho Kids group, and I put a picture of that in the Nacho Kids group. I didn't put anything other than, like, my stepson left this for me. I mean, nothing else. They would have burned you at the stake for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, probably told you you need to divorce me for that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, it was hilarious. And But, again, they didn't know our relationship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I ended up making it for you. I mean. I think you did. That's I was just, very happy with that. Yeah, but that's just that's <laughs> just how worked. we are. It worked. I'll do it again. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy yeah. picking on you, and um, we enjoy laughing and cutting up. And yeah. that's just something that you and I have always had. And 
it makes it so much easier now that you have poor decision making with relationships. <laughs> That is not true. Now Lori gets to pick on him more than he gets to pick on her. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, because he's not here to see what I do. I know. <laughs> it is bad, though, that when Jackson does something, I can't go, David, he learned that from your kids. <laughs> yeah, because we're not there anymore. <laughs> no, trust me, he does stuff a lot worse than y'all. No, he does not. He's I a good baby it. boy. I believe it. Oh, is he? Is that why you were asking me to pray for you earlier? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was afraid that once the brothers moved out that they wouldn't have any contact with Jackson. Mm-hmm. So Jackson was four when we got married. So he doesn't remember life without y'all. Mm-hmm. And he knows y'all aren't his biological brothers, but y'all are his brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard people ask him, does he have any brothers or sisters? And he'll say, I have four brothers. He doesn't say stepbrothers. He just says brothers. Now, if they keep on with the conversation, he may divulge. Mm. But I was so afraid that he was going to feel abandoned. I mean, you know, because we went from you treated him like the redheaded stepchild to y'all built this bond with him. And then y'all left him. And when I found out that y'all still had contact with him, I was like, I wanted to hug y'all so bad and be like, thank you. But I know you didn't yeah. do it for me. That mm-hmm. it did, You didn't do it for me. You did it because you have that bond with him. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson's really cool now. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Jackson a lot now. He's really cool. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. I, I'm sure he's cool because of you, right? Only because of me. <laughs> Between you and Branson teaching him all your stuff that you know? Yeah. I remember Branson trying to get him to invest his money. <laughs> and Jackson said, all right, I'll invest my $1,400. And he said, if you can guarantee me that I won't get less than $1,400 back. <laughs> and Branson's like, no, you could lose money. And Jackson's like, that's stupid. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I'm like, that's my child for sure. Not a gambler. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I asked you about saying something to the kids. You did that. Mm-hmm. One question that people often have, especially step moms, is they're wanting to kind of get into the minds of the step kid. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what can I do differently? What can I do better? How does it, look and feel to them. So if you had to, if you had a room full of stepmoms mm-hmm. or, or possibly a podcast where thousands of stepmoms are listening, <laughs> I might do that. What would you say to them as far as what makes the, the biggest impact? I would say, I know it's hard, but try not, try your best not to take it personal because, because they don't know you. They, and the kids, they don't know you. They don't know you for you. All they know is that you're not their mom. That's all they know is that you're not their mom, but you're you're trying to be trying to be that mother figure. So I would say don't take it personal. Try to be very, especially with you know, step parents, be patient with your with the kids. Try to get to know them, but don't don't come on too strong at first. Don't try to act like their mom at first or try to give them all these orders. Not that Lori did that or anything. But <laughs> Why are you winking? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like, like just, just try to take it slow, take it nice and slow. Cause they're kids. They don't, they don't know much, especially, I mean, if they're, if they're younger kids, of course. Wait yeah. a minute. So you're saying you didn't know everything. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I did, but most kids don't. <laughs> the average kid wouldn't, <laughs> but, but yeah, just, just, I would say be patient. Be patient. Try to get get to know them and get them comfortable around you. And once they're com- once you are all comfortable together in the same space, start trying to ease in, ease into the motherly roles, ease into that position. And if they do resent you and don't like you, don't take it personal because because they're just as, as confused, if not more, than you are. 
So I would say be patient, get to know them, build that bond first before you try to do anything drastic. I'm so glad you said that because the first thing you said about the kids is to realize that the stepmom's also struggling. Mm. And it took us going through what we went through and me stepping back before I even thought about y'all. Not that I didn't care about y'all, but I looked at it like y'all weren't going through crap. You didn't move houses. You didn't, all this stuff. Your life didn't change that much. Whereas mine was just complete crap. And so I couldn't see past my own hurt and struggles to think, you know, these kids are going back and forth from house to house once a week. Mm -hmm. You know, in the beginning, y'all were only going like like, three days out of 11 or something like, I mean, out of 14. It was such a weird schedule. Yeah. Then when y'all went to 50-50, once things got better with us, I remember one time I missed y'all. I'm like, oh, I miss them. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah. And then when you moved out, I didn't think I'd miss you. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I knew I'd miss you a little bit, but like, I couldn't wait for you to come home. I could, <laughs> I'm like, I'm probably more excited than your dad was about it. Cause I'm <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait for him to come home. You know, just, it was just one of those things that I didn't expect me to feel that way about y'all. And again, mm. it's not that I didn't care about y'all because I cared about y'all from the beginning. And that was one of the hardest things was me telling you to brush your teeth was because I did care. Mm. And so I thought I was doing the right thing. I had good intentions. I wanted you to have a pretty beautiful smile. And you took it as this evil, hateful woman keeps telling me to brush my teeth. And yeah. so the way things went was not how, I guess, either of us intended. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, you were, you know, do go do your chores, go clean up after yourself. Something we were supposed to do, but we just didn't want to hear from you, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want you to be responsible adults so you'll move out quickly. <laughs> and I, I remember one time, um, we know your mom didn't make y'all do chores like we did, oh, yeah. or like your dad did. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> and I remember Branson sitting there. He was the worst. He, he would sit there and go, y'all were slave drivers. And I mean, they had a chore of like dust the living room. And your dad was talking to Branson the other night. And um, he said something about laundry or somebody yeah, did. he said he had to go do his laundry. And I, I just busted out laughing because in my head, I see 10-year-old Branson flailing on the couch. I want to For 30 minutes, that child screamed and cried about not wanting to do his clothes. And that just pops in my head. So every once in a while, things just pop in my head. But one thing we didn't talk about, Ethan, was you doing donuts in my car. That was a great time. (laughs) (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) I about threw up everywhere. I think I, I think I just drove her car like around the like around the block. Yeah. Because I didn't have my license yet. I don't think. And then she, she let me drive her car on the block just for like a few minutes. So then when, when we came back to the driveway, I looked over and I was like, you know, what? I, I, I'll do some donuts real quick in, in the in the yard. And I'm sure she won't care. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Lori, watch this. And I just started doing donuts. She's like, Ethan, stop. Ethan, stop. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're going to kill us. Stop the car. <laughs> and, and then it wasn't long after you got your license. You're like, hey, can I take your car? I'm like, no. <laughs> You've never driven my car. No, I haven't. Nope, no, you never you know, will. You want to know what Lori did? She came in and she started telling me what happened. And then she looks at me and goes, it's all your fault. They drive like you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You can't tell me, Ethan, that you don't remember your daddy breaking the speed of sound down the driveway and slamming on brakes at the house and riding oh, yeah. through the front yard. And Oh, yeah. He would like, he would like 
drive don't backwards. Tell don't tell on me. <laughs> drive backwards, drive down the whole driveway, and then he would turn around and spin it forward. And it, 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 he drives. <laughs> he's a really great driver. He does all these cool tricks. So I had to try it out for myself. No. <laughs> it was stuff he learned in Copville. Yeah. Yeah. Just tactical driving. Yeah. yeah, but you don't need to teach your kids that stuff. <laughs> I have a natural ability for tactical driving. Uh-huh. <laughs> but see, now that he's in security forces and Air Force, he, he can apply yeah. all that stuff he learned. Everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait for you to be a professional MMA fighter. Yeah. For you to find a lovely young lady that respects you and loves you for who you are. And for y'all to have me a sweet grandbaby. I can't wait either. Because you're going to make the prettiest little babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a pretty boy for all y'all that can't see him that are just listening to the podcast. There's any stepdaughters out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> we better end it on that. Yep. <laughs> get fan mail and now, we, now you oh, wonder man. why I said what I said about him being 16. <laughs> I used to call you um, Romeo. You saw me Romeo? That was your nickname at work and stuff. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, Romeo did this because <laughs> you, that's just that's just uh, how you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real ladies, man. <laughs> Guess it from Guess where daddy. I get that from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. I, uh, I can't yeah. say anything. No, you can't, David. <laughs> but at least he got one thing that I said. He did. Yeah. I don't lie to people, even if I hurt their feelings. But what's, but what's the one thing that I told you, if I never teach you anything else? I'll never forget it. All women are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that has served you well, hasn't it? Very well. <laughs> it's got me out of a lot of situations. <laughs> <laughs> and what keeps putting you back in them? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminds me of, I don't remember what it was. We were For some reason, we were videoing Jackson. He's, I don't know, six, seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're videoing him. He's walking into the living room. He's asked, He asked me where something was, and I told him, he said, man, moms know everything. And then he's, you said something, and he said, well, David said all women are crazy. <laughs> it's on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. He's, no, really? I think, I think, I think he is. said moms know everything, and you were like, yeah, aren't we awesome? And he's like, yeah, but all women are crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he did. Yeah. I don't know why we were filming him, but that he said that. That was hilarious. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> And he still. Yeah. Anyway, Ethan, thanks for being on the podcast. Yes, no problem. thank you, Ethan. It's been a wonderful time. Yeah, and you're awesome. We'll thank have you. you back again at some point. Yeah, I'll be back. And I'll uh, be back. <laughs> talk, talk about how things are as you get older. Yeah, make sure you don't need counseling for the stuff Lord put you through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to refrain. <laughs> All right, watch. I nachoed. Yeah, you did. I did. There it is. There mm-hmm. it is. Okay. Any uh, any parting words, Ethan? Or are you all done? Um, for all those people out there, keep a positive mindset. If you have positive thoughts, you have a positive life. So keep your thoughts good and uh, stay positive during your journey to your step family life and chase your dreams. And he didn't even take the change your stinking thinking challenge. I know. The what? <laughs> I have a 30 day change your stinking thinking challenge oh, in okay. the academy and it helps you to be more self-aware of your thoughts. Yeah. You know, because we have negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. We have those ants, automatic negative thinking. Long story short, it's um, basically to help people change their mindset because you can train those thoughts to be positive. Yes. But you yeah. have to break that habit because your mind actually works against you because mm-hmm. it's trying to protect you. Yeah. Yes. 
you know, so much of your success in, um, in making the blend happen is about mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. All right. We're done for today. That's right. I'm sure Lori and I will uh, cap this off with our own outro later. But for now, thanks again, Ethan. No problem. Thank you. It's been wonderful being on. Hugs. Oh, hugs all around. Oh, oh, I'm sore. (laughs) I can't mess up your hair. Yeah, no, don't do that. Say goodbye. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. It's nice having me on. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) That was fun. Yes, it was. I enjoy those fun trips down memory lane. But I will say, it's still hard, even after all this time, to be so open publicly with our struggles. Mm-hmm. I think more so for me because, you know, it was all my fault. But no, seriously, I think that people may underestimate how hard it is to share things like that. Mm-hmm. Something that a lot of people don't know is we actually started this podcast, what, three years before it actually first aired? Because mm-hmm. we got about three episodes in and decided that we just weren't, we weren't ready. We weren't ready to be so candid. And and that's where we wanted to be. We wanted to be at a point where we could have that candid conversation about what we went through and hopefully allow that to help other people. And I'm a fairly private person. Now, if I meet you, I'll talk your head off and tell you stuff you probably don't ever want to know. But like as far as Facebook, I don't share stuff. You, you know, I'm just not a public type person. Well, it's it's also... I mean, it's fairly easy to get out there and talk about your successes, but we're not talking about that. I mean, we were going out there talking about how bad we screwed up and mm-hmm. the failures that we had. I mean, we, we're taking the worst of the worst and putting it out there. That's tough. It's tough to do. So for us to sit here and share the bad times is not pleasant, but we do that in hopes of showing people how far in the hole we were and how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And you can do it too. Yep. So keep on keeping on. <laughs> keep on keeping on. <laughs> that is your new phrase for this year. Keep on keeping on and life is good when you nacho. Yeah. And just remember, if you're doing things the wrong way or they're not working, I probably shouldn't say the wrong way because what's wrong for one may be right for the next person. But if you're doing something that's not working, don't double down on it. I don't understand why people keep doing that. They're like, oh, well... If I just do this more, it'll just start working. Oh, well, we see it all the time in the Facebook group where a counselor or a therapist or whatever tells a stepmom, you just need to love them more. Oh, I don't know. I know. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You just need to, you know, let them walk all over you more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't learn anything else, learn that when things aren't working, then change. Find something different. Don't just go down the same path. Double down on what you're doing it's not working and, and keep going in the same direction that's not working. Don't do that. And some people will say, well, nacho one's just letting people walk over at you. No. No, it's not. It's not engaging. Yeah. It's not emotionally interacting or reacting to situations that yeah. are negative. Yep. No, if you're properly nacho and you're, you have all the power in the situation. That's right. All right. So I guess uh, we'll come back again. Maybe. In the new year. It is the new year. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Again in the new year. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, we didn't mention this in the beginning. This is the month of men. Is it? 
Yes. Oh, so Ethan's kicking off the month of men. Yes, he is. So every Friday. In January. In the month of January, every one of them is going to be interviews with men. One of them may be an interview with a couple. Okay. But there will be a man. Cool. And if I have to go get the neighbor, Billy Bob, over here <laughs> to be one of my guests because I'm running short, that's what I'll do. <laughs> well, good, because we need the male perspective, mm-hmm. the, the correct perspective, should I say. I will warn you, <laughs> one of the interviews I did with this one man, it's really long, like longer than my normal long, but it's so good. Oh, well, as long as it's good. It's good. All right. Okay, so that's our show for this week, folks. Make sure you join us next week for another show next Friday. And until then, remember, life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.